Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the First and Pick Six podcast. I'll be your usual host, Brandon, joined today just by Jake. Uh, Tim wasn't Hello. able to make it. He's not feeling good. So it's be the two of us tonight. Um, apologize for not having a podcast last week. Um, we were busy. Pretty much all week, either one of us was and couldn't find time to meet up. Um, we're trying to get to out this week, hopefully. With that being said, I think tonight we're just going to kind of our usual Tuesday, Wednesday pod. I'm going to recap this weekend of the middle season and college football season, as well as preview the Thursday night game. A um, couple of crazier games in the college side. Uh, a couple upsets. Some almost upsets. Um, guess we'll, we had our six games that we, we picked that obviously now the podcast talk about. Uh, so we'll kind of go over those. Um, the first one we had was uh, 19K State at Baylor. Let me find that. Here we go. Um, Jake and I were on Baylor. Tim was on K-State. Jesse didn't make his picks this week. Um, I kind of missed this game or overlooked it somehow on the weekend. Uh, but K-State blew out Baylor. Uh, 31-3. It was really shocking, to be honest. I caught, I caught a little bit of the like the first. I caught all the first, excuse me, all the first quarter, part of the second quarter, and they just looked super flat. Like it was, it was, uh, it was good to see considering you know TCU plays Baylor next, I believe. But um, yeah, it was kind of a. Kind of an inch more interesting game. I really thought Baylor was gonna, gonna win. Yeah, me too. Baylor was kind of on a streak. Um, let's see here. They lost to uh, OK State on the first, and then West Virginia on the thirteenth. But then Rylof wins against Kansas, Texas Tech, and then Oklahoma. So they're kind of getting on a streak there. I thought they uh, weren't able to beat K State, actually be able to challenge TCU. Uh, but apparently they did not show up this weekend. We'll see how they do against TCU. But if they're going to beat that bad by K-State, I don't think it's going to be pretty this weekend. Um, but yeah, I was shocked by this one, too. I thought this would be more of a game. Uh, K-State side, Adrian Martinez, I believe I read, is done for the season with a leg injury. Mm. Um, I'm assuming it happened during this game because he only had eight attempts. And Will Howard had 27. Uh, so he, Will Howard played good. Uh, much as I like Adrian, I think Will Howard's a better thrower. So that might be good for K-State's offense. Um, kind of see how they're going forward. I'm not sure who they have the rest of the season. They play West Virginia and Kansas. So they should be able to rattle off two more wins there. And um, finish the season 9-3, and three, I believe. Yeah, 9-3. and three. Um so, yeah, it was kind of surprising. Obviously, Jake and I had, had Baylor to win that one. Uh, then our next matchup was surprising, but not surprising. Uh, the Pac-12, again, fucking themselves. Now, I think this happens every year. They have a team that looks like they're going to be able to compete for the, the playoffs. Um, last year was Utah. Usually it's Oregon. This year again was Oregon. They were rolling. Uh, and then, and then had number twenty-five Washington come into town and beat them. 
uh, same old Pac-12 shit. I think you're 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 pretty much counting on every year you can count on the Pac-12 screwing over themselves and the, the you know in the scheme of things with the playoffs, especially the only four teams. Um, we all had Oregon, so what's surprising? I, I'm not surprised. I thought Washington will keep up with Oregon somewhat, but I definitely didn't see him winning. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a 10-point game. You know, I thought they'd keep it around, you know, 14 to 10. And, uh, yeah, it was super competitive the the entire game. I mean, um, and Oregon was a, was a team that I think a lot of, you know, people were thinking would actually, you know, compete. You know, I think a lot of people thought TCU would, you know, would lose and with Oregon knocking off a few wins and hopefully jumping into that into the last spot and then you know now that kind of kind of have all hope gone of making the playoffs yeah if pac hopes are done um yeah i think oregon had a good shot the only loss was georgia week one i think that could have been overlooked some um they just would have finished the season out undefeated they maybe had a little bit of luck they were going to get in uh, but not anymore uh it's still a two different game i mean you know, two different play styles. Washington threw for 408, where uh, Oregon ran for 313. <laughs> That's um, crazy. So Washington's passed all over the place with Penix, and then, you know, Oregon just ran all over. Uh, Bo didn't play terrible in 1918, 279, two touchdowns. Um, I would like to see him maybe pass a little bit more. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. Troy Franklin, their top rod out, had five receptions for 139. You thought they could have exploited that a little bit. But when you're running for one back's got 149 on the ground, that one's got 106 on the ground. Pretty hard to go away from that. <laughs> um, yeah, Penix threw for 408 for two touchdowns and a pick. So, a pretty high-scoring game um, back and forth. I, I didn't get to watch this one when we were, I was out of town. Um, so, I didn't really get to watch any of the game. I watched a little bit of the Husker game, but that's about it. It's all weekend. Um but this game would have been a fun one to watch. Uh, the next matchup we had was uh, 22 UCF traveling to 17 Tulane. Uh, Jake and I were on Tulane. Tim was on UCF. Uh, I really didn't know what to expect of this game. I just knew Tulane was kind of hot. Um, but I think UC- UCF was also kind of getting their shit together. Uh, especially a close game. But I thought Tulane was going to be a little bit better to, to win this one. Uh, but it turned out the exact opposite. A close game, and, and UCF was able to pull off by seven. Um, this would have been a fun game to watch, too. Pretty much the same thing as the, the Oregon-Washington game. Tulane passed for 236, and Oregon or UCF ran for 336. Uh, it's kind of the same thing where one team just ran all the plays and was passed over. Well, you, uh, UCF's quarterback... Did not have a very high completion percentage. Yeah, he went 17 to 30, 30 for 132, but then he ran 18 times for 176, um, which is wild. He had more rushing yards than he had passing yards, <laughs> but he accounted for 300 yards on offense. That's true. Which is insane. Um, yeah, just because most of those were on the too. ground. Yeah, I really, I don't have much about this game. I don't know much about Tulane or about 
um, UCF this season. Um, so this is kind of just a shot in the dark for me. Well, then we had a really good matchup. We had uh, number nine Bama at 11 LSU, or Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss, I think, led a lot of this game. I think they led our, they're up at halftime uh, and stayed it the whole time, but they did. Or, or Bama just snuck it out at the end um, by six. Yeah, by six. But there's a while there I thought I, I, we all picked Bama. Oh, except for Tim. Tim did pick Ole Miss. Um, but there's a, there's a pretty stretch there. I was like, oh shit, Ole Miss is going to take down Bama. Bama's going to have three losses on the season. It's pretty crazy. Uh, but you know, Bama was just able to do just enough. And the second half of the adjustments. I didn't, sorry, I didn't think uh, I didn't think Old Miss was was going to be super competitive. To be honest, I thought they'd, you know, it'd be the typical they're competitive for like maybe the first half, but you know, I thought it was going to be like a fourteen point game. I I really didn't think Old Miss was going to hang in there, much less you know. Um, lead most of the game and really have a chance to win it. Yeah, I was hoping they were going to be able to do something um, just because Lane, you know, I think is a, a decent coach. And I think Ole Miss is a pretty good team this year. Um, but yeah, I kind of expected Bama come off a loss. They were going to come out firing, kind of just put this one away early. But Ole Miss stayed strong and, and almost pulled it off. Just wasn't quite good enough in the second half. Only scored seven in the second half. Um, kind of hard to win, especially against Bama when you're only doing that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the SEC is looking right now. I think it's going to be Georgia LSU in the uh, championship, if I'm correct here. Let's see. This is, nope, nope, this is basketball. Uh, that's not going to help me at all. Missouri's leading the SEC basketball for anybody that's curious about that. Oh, yeah, right now it's, it's shaped up to be Georgia versus LSU. That could be a good game. I don't, I think Georgia's going to kind of handle that one if it stays the way it's going. Um, you think Georgia beats LSU? Yeah, I think so. I think I think Tennessee was their biggest competition. They kind of manhandled Tennessee. Um, do you? Yeah, I guess that. I don't know. I think I think LSU. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a lot closer than people think. I hope so. I would like to see you know a good game there. Um, other than I don't LSU. really like Kelly Bryant or uh, not Brian Kelly. <laughs> I think I fucked that up every time I say his name. Um, I think you do too. But I guess if anybody can challenge those top SEC schools, it's nice. But I, I'm afraid if LSU wins that game, it's going to put two fucking SEC game teams, potentially three in the fucking college playoffs, and that's going to suck. So I'd well, rather not see that happen. I mean... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be tough. Um, our second to last matchup, 
Uh, we had number four TCU at 18 Texas. Uh, I think we're all on TCU. Um, I thought Texas would be able to put up a fight, which they did. Um, so, uh, since for someone who watched the game, the score was close, but the game really wasn't as close as it looked. TCU was in the red zone five different times and didn't come out with any points. Like, one, that's really crazy. And then te- Texas's only touchdown came off of a defensive fumble in, like, the last, like, few minutes of the game. So, oh. like, it like it was competitive. Like, it was, like, a real – it was, like, a defensive, like, competitive battle. But, like, it never – like, it shouldn't have been the cl- that close. If you watch the game, like – you could see TCU was a lot better than Texas, um, but yeah, like I, it was competitive on the defensive side. But I mean, as far as you know, Texas was never really in the game per se. If that uh, makes any sense. Yeah, I heard you were struggled, um, but I didn't hear much about this game other than that, really. I still threw for 171, but only had a pick to have a touchdown. It was 17 39, so rough game. You guys held, uh, TCU held the John to only um, 29, which is pretty good, considering some have him as a top back in the country, which I don't have him like that, but I know a lot of people do. Uh, TCU was able to run for, you know, they're back at 138. Rush for 159 on the ground. So, yeah, if you look at the stats, it does kind of seem one-sided. Um, I um, I did worry about our de- – or not our defense. Actually, I was really impressed by the defense. Um, I think a lot of people don't take TCU as serious because of our defense. Um, say what you want. We held them to, to three points. Um that's just in itself pretty good if you really just think about it. Um, you know, your offense is, you know, I'd like to see it a little better. Offenses tend to do, you know, you can't be perfect all the time. Um, I do think TCU goes undefeated, fingers crossed. Um, we already uh, secured our uh, our championship game. So yeah, yeah, I think I think TCU will make the playoffs. So um, if we play Georgia, we probably get mollywhopped. But it's still an accomplishment for a, uh, especially for a first year head coach. Yeah, and you guys got Baylor, Iowa State next. Baylor, maybe I could see, you know, them pulling an upset. I don't think Iowa State's going to, and then likely K State in the championship. Uh, which you guys have already yeah, played, and that was a ten-point game. Um, that was Will Howard coming off the bench. Maybe that changes something. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, Casey's got a good shot here making the the college football playoffs. Uh, so we'll see. The Big Twelve, I don't think, has a very good track record in the playoffs. So maybe TC will <laughs> put up more of a fight than Homa has the last couple of years. They made it. Um, 
Speaking of not playing with fight, our last game was Mich- or Nebraska at Michigan. Uh, this game was pretty embarrassing. Again, only got to watch parts parts of it. I listened to most of it, um, but it was it was ugly. Um, I think with the Huskers had Casey, Casey Thompson. Uh, they make it look competitive. I'm not saying that it's a competitive game, but I think they make it look competitive. Um, you know, Chuba Purdy started, and he he has shown that he's not a starting quarterback at least yet. Uh, then Logan Smothers, who I liked more than Chuba going into this week, came in, and he's more of a rusher than a passer. Um, and by the time he came in, I think we were already down. Yeah, seventeen three by the time he came in. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it was a rough weekend. I was kind of expecting it to be. I was optimistic they're going to keep it close um, and look at least somewhat competitive. But of course not. Um, yeah, I don't know. This like shit. Uh, I think Casey comes in. If Casey plays, they do a little bit better. But yeah, I, don't, I didn't see him winning this game. Uh, they're no longer. They will not be making a bowl game this year. Uh, they have Wisconsin and then Iowa left. And hopefully they can beat Iowa. That's some kind of win on the season. Um, but. Casey's day to day this week. Hopefully he plays. If not, it's gonna be Smothers. Um, Sanders, next head coach for Nebraska? Question mark. Yeah, there's rumors left and right. Every every couple of days, you go on Twitter, and there's another rumor who the head coach is gonna be. This Matt week's Rule. was. Did you hear that one? This week was uh, Deion Sanders, and last week was Rule. So I'm interested to see what next week's going to be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to – I don't want the season over with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been frustrating and tough. Um, and this game didn't help. I think Wisconsin could kick our ass. Then Iowa might beat us 3-0 um, the way this offense is fucking playing. So Three <laughs> zero. 3-0. That'd be such a boring game. Yeah, I'm expecting it to be boring. Um, yeah, not a whole hell of a lot to to say about this game. Um, we had a couple of guys on the defense left look good. Ernest Hausman, uh, he's a freshman. He looked really promising. Um, and then Malcolm Hartzog looked decent as a DB. So some future promise there. Uh, I think Garrett went down, but I don't think it was serious. So that's good. Um they came out, Garrett Nelson will not walk with the seniors, and neither will Trey Palmer. So hopefully that means those two are coming back next season. I see Garrett coming back. Uh, Trey, I expect him to come back just to help his draft stock. Um, uh, yeah, Mark Whipple went down. Our OC that's 80 years old got hit on a play out of bounds um, and didn't call some of the second half. He'll be in the booth, I guess, this weekend. Um, so yeah, that's about all there is about to say to this, this shithole of a game. Um, Corum had 162 in touchdown. Kind of just expected that. Um, yeah. Shitty game. Shitty season. Ready for it to be over with. Um, so I guess we'll 
kind of covers the NCAA stuff. We'll transfer here to week 10 of the NFL season. Um, a couple of good matchups or good games, including probably the game of the season so far. Um, I guess we'll start there. Uh, it's one of the games I got to watch this weekend. Uh, the Bills and the Vikings. Um, that fourth quarter and overtime were insane. Um, we were, you know, I don't, it was tough for me because I like the Bills. Obviously, I like Josh Allen and expected them to be, you know, the AFC favorite. So part of me wanted them to win, but another part of me wanted the Vikings to win because especially on this podcast and even talking to, to Jess, who's a Vikings fan, uh, I was the highest on the Vikings. Everybody else thought they were going to kind of suck. Nobody, nobody saw them doing good except for me. Um, so see them pull yeah, off the bills like this. I th- I think they I said they were gonna be all right. I didn't have them sucking. Well, I think eight and one has been all right. Eight one's pretty good. <laughs> uh, but this is a crazy game. Um, fourth and twelve. Uh, what I would consider probably the best NFL catch I've seen. Um, I think it's better than Odell's. Um, Same. Justin Jefferson goes up one-handed, was able to secure the ball, rip it from the DB, and keep it off the ground um, on a fourth and twelve play. I mean that that was the game right there, and Justin Jefferson was able to make an insane catch. Um, just because of the moment and the fact that he actually had to fight the DB, I think makes it better than Odell's. Um, Is a uh... Is Justin Jefferson the best wide receiver in the NFL, in your opinion? I think so. I he's for sure top three. Tyreek is playing pretty damn good. So I think you still argue Tyreek. Um, but Jefferson's insane, some of the shit he does. Um, like, he was quiet most of that game, and all of a sudden, boom, there he is. And he lights up the fucking... Let's see if I can find his stats here. Had 16 targets, 10 catches. Yeah, for 193. Um, <laughs> but he was fairly tight in the second half until they needed him. I mean, then it was. Um, it's so much fun watching him play because every time I see him make a play like that, I was like, wow, he should have been a fucking eagle. Um, but no, we drafted Jaden Rieger. Uh, yeah, that I happens. You got him on your fantasy team. You're not wrong, and he's been helpful <laughs> this season. Um, that play leads the Vikings to drive it down the field. They get on the goal line. Um, they run a a rollout play action, I believe it was. Uh, I think it was gonna work. Um, and and Kirk just didn't run it. I think he had a chance to run it in. He hesitated and threw it to Dalvin, who dropped it. And then they decided to QB sneak it on fourth down. Um. And I don't like the Bills or the Vikings O line that well, especially against the Bills D line. So I wasn't super excited about the play call. And of course, it was stopped short on like the inch line. So the Bills take over, and then they try to run a QB sneak. Josh, the ball, I don't know if it really gets in Josh Allen's hands or he just drops it. Uh, and they fumble it on the goal line, recovered by the Vikings in the zone for a touchdown. 
it was one of the craziest streaks or like back-to-back plays I've seen in a long time. Um, the Bills pretty much have the game locked up and then fumble it and give the Vikings hope and give them, I think they took, took the lead off the play. And then Josh Allen drives the field with under a minute, I believe it was, um, to tie the game. Granted, the Gabe Davis catch, catch shouldn't have counted. Uh, he dropped it. Um, but it wasn't reviewed. Uh, then they, the Viking, the Bills tied to go into overtime. And the Vikings drive down the field. And then on a third down on the goal line, the Bills actually have 12 men on the field. Um, refs don't catch it. Vikings don't get the touchdown. They have to kick a field goal, which you would think is not good for the Bills or for the Vikings with Josh Allen on the other side. But Josh drives him down and he throws another interception in the end zone. Um, so just a wild stretch. It was a wild, wild game, wild end of the game. Uh, it's just, I don't know. John, they weren't sure he was going to play going in. He looked okay. I think he re-hurt his, his arm, um, on one of his picks trying to strip it. Um, but it, it just seems like there's time, especially in this game where he like, I don't know what the word is. He like just he tries to do too much almost, um, and it just forces shit that he doesn't need to. You know, I think both picks to Patrick Peterson, he just kind of forcing it and didn't need to do that, um, which led to some mistakes. Uh, you know, I think without those two picks, they win that game. Um, but at the same time, you know, he's coming off an arm injury. Maybe not 100%. They still have to throw the ball 43 fucking times. I think he's really, not like, obviously, not like really injured, but I think he's more hurt than they lead on. Yeah, he could be. Um, but yeah, even if that is the case, they haven't thrown the ball 43 times. He was the leading passer, obviously, and he was a leading rusher. Like, it's, I don't know. I understand it's probably their offense or whatever, but they've really got to figure out a run game or a running back or something to help him out. You can't have every week your quarterback throw it four to three times, but then also be your leading rusher. Um, especially now, I mean, he's a freak athlete, but, you know, he's not like a, a pure runner like Lamar. He's a big dude doing this shit. Um, you kind of saw it with Wentz. You know, there's a lot of that 17 Wentz and the way Josh Allen plays. There are a lot of similarities there. Um. You know, Josh coming out, I saw a lot of Carson in him. So you have this big dude that, that's kind of a freak athlete with a you know a good arm, can run it, you know, very elusive. Um, you saw with Wentz, it took a toll on his body towards ACL, and, you know, he was never the same afterwards. So you got to protect Josh a little bit. Um, even if it's from himself, um, I think you got to protect him. I don't know. I think I would have rather had them sit Josh you know, a week or two, make sure he's 100% from his his arm injury. Because um, he goes down, their Super Bowl chances are over. Um, that team's not... They're good, but they're not good enough without him to, to do anything, I don't think. As much as I like Case Keenum. Um, so, yeah, that was a crazy game. 
probably one of the most exciting games I've seen um, in a little while here. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else. That was, there's some other crazier games. Um, Lions came back against the Bears, I believe. I think they're down. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually that was a crazy game too. Um, Justin Fields throws a pick six to Jeff Akuda, and then like I don't know if it was the very next play, but it was the very next drive. Justin Fields goes for like I think it was like sixty-seven yard run. And outruns like Jeff Akuda for like a touchdown. It was it was pretty insane to watch. And then the Bears kicker missed the extra point right after that touchdown. Shocker. Lions go down the field, and, you know. And it seems like it seems like every like every time that team misses uh, an extra point at the end of a game like that, no matter who they're playing, it's always like, oh, you missed that extra point. You're now like almost guaranteed to lose that game. It seems. Yeah, the Bears have some wild local kickers. Um, Fields puts 147 on the ground on 13 carries is pretty pretty good. You only but he only passes the ball 20 times for 167. He's looked good, but he's not all on the ground. He doesn't still does not pass the ball well. I still oh, think he's much that. of a passer. <laughs> um, yeah, Colcom had a good game, 74 yards, two touchdowns. You know, they, they finally got him. You know, I think St. Brown's pretty good. Um, I like Cole Komet, Mooney. You know, now they have Chase. But as good as Fields look, I just don't... I think he's worse of a passer than Lamar. Um, so unless he can take, like, a Jalen step with his passing, I just don't think he's going to be that successful in the league. I think Lamar, you know, learned how to throw the ball a little bit better. And that's really helped him. I think Phil's got to be able to do that if he wants to stick around. Um, the Dolphins blow out the Browns. Not surprising. Uh, the Titans-Broncos game was boring as shit. Battle of the backup quarterbacks. Cardinals-Rams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Kinda... You know, it's, this is going to sound crazy and stupid, but they almost should just start Colt McCoy. Um um, that does sound crazy, and I've heard that, and, like, there's so many things wrong with it. I just, he's a backup for a reason. It, you know, does he execute the offense better? Maybe. But you're locked into Kyler. Um, you know, and you went up against a Rams team who, like, let's face it, probably with Stafford still might have lost that game. Like, like Stafford has not played well. The Rams have not played well. I think Cardinals would have won it regardless of which quarterback was playing on either team. But let's not go out here and throw out quarterback controversy because Colt McCoy is not the quarterback. I mean, Cotton Murray, you could argue he's not the quarterback either. Um... <laughs> go back to baseball. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, they won't start Conco. I, it's just, I mean, yeah, it I seems know, like I he know. has a little bit more spark than than Kyler Murray does. Um, big big news this game was Cooper Cup went down. I believe he got put on IR today. So he'll be yeah, done for at least four weeks. 
which is a pretty big blow. Pretty much their only offense is now gone. So you pretty much <laughs> you pretty much put a nail in the Rams' coffin. Um, yeah, this season's bad. Hopefully, Van Derson can get more catches here. Uh, help my fancy team out. Um, you know, Cardinals. They also lose a big part of their offense. Zekers goes down for the season with a knee injury. Um, that's. I just traded from two weeks on fantasy, so that's fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> that's but it sucks to see. He's like, you know, I, I'm a big Ertz fan. Um, he was having a really good season, so it sucks to see that. Um, but that also hurts the Cardinals' offense pretty good. Damn, the Rams are three and six right now. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> um, Chiefs beat the Jags. Pack- oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, Chiefs beat the Jags by 10. I don't know how, I think, kind of a boringish game. Chiefs kind of just controlled this one, which expected. I tell you, I'll tell you what, though. Jacksonville doing an onside kick from the very, like, from kickoff and getting it crazy. Yeah, that's pretty ballsy. Um, yeah, yeah. That's like the only thing I know out of that game was just that play. Uh, Mahomes uh, is just tossing it around. Oh yeah, I forgot. Juju got his ass fucking karma. Oh yeah, I did see that. I say karma for the hit on perfect, which was karma to perfect. So I just think it's like super like weird if you think about it. <laughs> Granted, like he did it as revenge. Juju just got destroyed. Uh, um, even even Lawrenceson played too bad. Twenty nine of forty, two fifty nine, two touchdowns. Um. Christian Kirk had 103 or 105 in the air, which is pretty good. Um, had the Chargers Niners game. Uh, I didn't. I think. Really... Sorry, um, to go back on the Chiefs, I, I think Clyde like barely played too. I think he's kind of in the doghouse. Yeah, I think uh, Panchero is going to take that. Um, not Panchero, Pacheco so is going to take that starting role there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Edwards Hilaire didn't even have a snap of, or didn't have a single rush, and it was like he only had one target or something targets. like that. Yeah, two. Yeah, he only had, barely played. Um. You go Chargers Niners now. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really watch. Like I said, I was uh, out of town, uh, so I didn't get to watch really any of these games. So I saw the Chargers was... up at half, but then it looks like the Niners can't control the rest of this game. Yeah, it was pretty much like. It was like a run fest. Garoppolo only threw, I mean, 30 times is, I mean, it was 28, but wasn't bad. Didn't throw a touchdown, didn't throw a pick. Um, Elijah Mitchell and McCaffrey pretty much just ran the ball the entire game. Um, Elijah Mitchell just had a really good, like, really good averages. Um, McCaffrey didn't have a great game. And, you know, Herbert, Herbert, you know, doesn't have anyone to throw the ball to. So it's, it's, I can imagine it's super, Super difficult and tough, and the Niners have a really good defense to begin with. So, um, it was a boring game, and but the night it, it seemed like the Niners were uh, were eventually gonna, you know, they had a game plan and they stuck to it the entire game and ended out ended up on top. Yeah, I mean, I think I saw a thing that again 
for it feels like every single season the Chargers are the most hurt team. Um, yeah. Keenan is out for like four weeks and comes back for a game and it's out another four weeks. Uh, BMW down again. Uh, those two are studs, but they can't stay on the fucking field to save their lives. Um, yeah, they're both made out of glass. The DeAndre Carter and Josh Palmer are their top two wideouts, which are not one or two wideouts in the middle, so. You don't think so? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I mean, call me crazy, <laughs> <like> but. <laughs> uh, uh, Cowboys, Packers. Is... I, thought, real, I actually thought this was a pretty interesting game because it was like you could tell both McCarthy and Rodgers, like they both really wanted to win this game. And it was like, I don't know, it was just like a, it was a nice little storyline, I guess you could say. Like, you know, McCarthy gets mad and is mad at the end of the game and like throwing his headset, really showing emotion, which like he never does. He's a puppet. Um, I think, I mean, Dallas, I think it was a mixture of Dallas doing Dallas things and blowing a big game. And I think it's just Aaron Rodgers just kind of owns the Cowboys. And granted, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of calls you could not a lot of calls, but there were some calls in that game you could question. You know, and and it always seems like something the refs are are always helping Green Bay win against Dallas. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, Green Bay won. They had their fucking the rookie Watson pop off for like a three touchdown game. Um on four catches. <laughs> so pretty wild. Um, and, uh, and Dak, you know, Dak didn't play great yet. You know, two picks completion percentage was not, was not great. Uh, Tony Pollard, um, best running back on the team. I think even Cowboy fans would tell you that. Um, I think even Zeke would tell you that he had a pretty decent game. Um, yeah, but. You know, I think Cowboys really just blew it. They, I think they had like a 14-point lead at halftime, was it? Or not at halftime, going into the fourth quarter? Yeah, I believe so. So. I don't know if you had anything to add or if you had watched the game or not. Yeah, this was actually one of the ones I watched because my parents are Cowboys fans. Gross. Yeah, always tell me about it. Um. <laughs> yeah, it was a I don't know, it, was, it seemed like a typical... Like you kind of said, Cowboys game where they just kind of blow it, um, which that part I really like to watch. Uh, kind of Packers kept their season alive. You know, it's hanging on life support. Uh, they survived for another week. Um, Christian Watson had finally had, you know, glimpses of uh, who they kind of drafted him as. Um, so see if that keeps up. Um, but yeah. You kind of pretty much covered everything there at that game. Um, it turned into a lighter game than I thought it was going to be. Then we had uh, the Texans-Giants. I didn't hear shit about this game either. Uh, pretty boring game. Yeah, I assume with these two teams. Oh, I guess I will say uh, Saquon like had like 35 rushing attempts, like something crazy. Yeah, I for 152. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's kind of that's kind of I guess noteworthy. Um, that's a lot of a lot of times to rush the ball. 
Um, I don't think. I think that just votes confidence that he's healthy enough. I don't. You know, I think. Um, Rabel's a good enough coach to to know his players. I think if you know if there was any sort of worry about Saquon and injury and stuff, I think he could probably. You know, there's always a chance, but as a coach, and I think a very good one, I don't think you give the ball to your running back 35 times if there's even a chance he could he could be hurt, especially if, you know, you got a chance at winning the division. You know, air quotes, a chance. I don't really think they do, but they'll probably be in the playoffs, and if that's the case, you want your best player healthy. Yeah. Um. Daniel wasn't super spectacular. 197, two touchdowns. Uh, Davis Mills had a good game. 319 in the air. A touchdown and a pick. Um, not bad considering what he's got to throw the ball to. No one. Uh, which I've said all the times. I really suck for Davis because I think he he's better than what he's showing. But he has nothing, nothing around him. Um, I think his ceiling is like a, a Garoppolo... Uh... You know, a cousin yeah. of a car. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's not an elite quarterback, but I think he, no. he could be a starter in the league for, you know, the right I, team. I agreed. Um, I guess we grabbed the Germany game. Seahawks-Bucks. Um, this game was kind of ugly, too. Um, um, hey, you know what? Uh, I didn't watch any of this game, and I don't know if you did either. I know you guys were out of town. Um. Oh shit! Bucks defense must have been really good because Kenneth Walker had ten attempts for seventeen yards. Um, <laughs> that's not a lot. <laughs> I guess I like to see maybe more than ten attempts, but I can also see why why you would only want to rush the ball ten times if that's your result. Um, Gino played well. Enough, not I guess not well enough to win, obviously, but Gina played played well. I actually would say he played well enough to win. I think you know, probably just better. Um, Tom Brady played pretty well. Uh, Leonard Fournette got hurt. Uh, Rashard White looked like a baller. Um, ran the ball really well. Behind a pretty pretty bad offensive line. Yeah, I um, think I think the Leonard for that injury kind of just sped up the process. I think White was taking that starting role. Uh, he definitely was starting to. <laughs> whether Lenny is healthy or not. Um, but with a bye week, and I know that Lenny isn't. It wasn't a serious injury. I almost wonder if they'll go to fifty-fifty split. Or if, or if you know, since Fournette isn't, you know, he'll have a whole ass week to, to heal up if he'll still be the main, main ball carrier. Yeah, he could take the spot back, but I think White's gonna by the end of this season, White's gonna be I the main so guy too. there. Yeah, um, no, I agree. The craziest thing about this game was Leonard Fournette threw an interception to uh, throwing the ball to Tom Brady, and then Tom Brady gets a tripping call on the same play. Um, <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> that was that was a crazy that was a crazy play. Yeah, yeah they're still trying. Some... Go ahead. Brady's still haunted by the Super Bowl where he can't catch the ball with <laughs> Nick Foles. 
that crowd, that Germany crowd was popping, dude. Yeah. I mean, the the, that, the England crowd brings it, or London crowd, but I think the Germany one's a little bit crazier. Um, yeah, I think so, too. They're, they're a lot louder. Uh, but yeah, I guess there's, but they're gonna have five games. I think five games in the next four years, something like that there, three years. Uh, and then they're also expanding now to Spain and France, I believe, are looking to expand there too. Uh, so NFL's going international. Um, but I think it's gonna be a while before you see a team overseas. I don't think it's gonna work very well anyways. Um... We had two kind of boring games. We'll talk about the one, not Jake Care, the other one. Uh, Saints Steelers. Um, I watched quite a bit of this one. Um, sorry. Too, so no, you're okay. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry, you had to watch this game. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, kind of ten twenty. Uh, I kind of thought the Steelers were gonna win this game. Um, I didn't necessarily know what to expect from the game, but I expected the Steelers to win. It uh, doesn't look like either quarterback played that great. Pickett had 199. Dalton had 174, a pick and a touch or two picks and a touchdown. Um, I'll just kind of go from there since you you watched this game. So um, I'll I'll say from the start. Um, I'll start with the Saints. Um, I'd love to hear what Tim would have to say about it, but this is what I got from the Saints side. One, I don't. Oh boy. May have lost Jake here, or may have lost me here. One more, I think, and I'm not saying Winston's the answer. Gonna get Kamara going, is that defense could just bunch up and not really have to worry about throwing it deep. Um, you can even, you know, you can even see from Chris Olave's stats between the two quarterbacks, just even by targets and stuff like that, he hasn't had the same uh, success. And uh, and their defense played well enough to win. I mean. Because that was about that's the only positive thing I can say about the Saints. Their defense played played well enough. I think you know I suppose Kenny Pickett looked like a rookie quarterback. Uh, the Steelers' offensive line really sucks. Kenny Pickett got got sacked six times. Um, there was a lot of he missed quite a few reads down the field to Johnson. Um, I think you know. He'll learn. He'll learn to grow, go through those reads, and then having a better offensive line definitely um, would help. Uh, T.J. Watt on def- being back on defense it completely changes them. They're a completely different defense, just way better. It was nice to see them give Najee 20 touches. He had almost 100. He had 99 yards. He had 100 yards. Um, no touchdown, which really sucked. That would have been nice for fantasy, considering I paid a lot to get him. Um, I think the Steelers are going in the right direction. I think they just need to rebuild the offensive line, and hopefully Kenny Pickett can learn and grow. Um, another thing I really liked was they used Kenny Pickett to run the ball a little bit. Um, eight attempts, 51 yards. I, I like that. You know, if you can, if you can use, you know, if you can have like five to eight design runs for them that you can run in a game, like I think that's the perfect way to use them. I don't think you need them running around, but he's athletic enough where you can design plays for him like that. Hopefully, everything you said was recorded. For some reason, during part of your what you started saying, everything froze my end. 
Um, <laughs> so hopefully everything you said recorded or it's going to make, make no <laughs> okay. sense. Well, we'll, we'll um, see. Uh, but yeah. the biggest question here with the Steelers is, do they go 6-2 and two to finish the season? They have the Bengals, Colts, Falcons, Ravens, Panthers, Raiders, Ravens, and Browns. I think uh, somehow, some way, they still may go over 500. So, okay, hold on. Let me let me pull up their schedule and we'll go through it real quick. Actually, just just go through it one at a one at a time. So this weekend, they are home to the Bengals. That's an L. They're gonna lose that. And then they're away at the Colts. That's a win. Away at the Falcons. That's a win. Home to the Ravens. Mm, that's a loss. Um, away at the Panthers. That's a win. Christmas Eve, home against the Raiders. That's a, that's the Christmas Eve game. That'll be dope. That's an L for them. But like that's that's only because I'm a Raider fan. I don't know that one. That'll be a real good game. <laughs> uh, home to the Ravens. Um. Which Ravens okay. may have the division clinch, right? Or I guess the Bengals may keep it close. Yeah, that's tough. That depends. I'm, I'm, I still, I still think the Ravens will still need to win that game. I think, I think that's an, that's an L. I think, and, I don't think Tomlin gets 500. And then Browns at Steelers to finish their season. Yeah, that's a win. That's so, a win. And then if you want to say Raiders is a win, like I, I'll allow it. But I don't think they, I don't think they beat the Bengals. That'd be eight and uh, nine, then they'd just miss it. Yeah, so with the extra game, you could say eight and eight, 500 record. You can you could still make the argument for Tomlin if you really wanted to. Yeah, I think eight and nine is realistic. I could see him splitting the Ravens. Um, just, I'll agree. I, just because the division. division. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't think it's, it's going to happen, but it'd be absolutely wild if somehow they still pull off nine yeah. wins. And then I'll just, you want me just to transition? Yeah, we'll go straight into your, the Colts, uh, Raiders. So, so I have nothing against Jeff Saturday. I give a flying fuck about his hire. I really didn't. Um, you know, I thought, I thought really the biggest news for the Raiders and what made me the most nervous was when I turned on my TV, um, and saw, saw that Matt Ryan was starting and I was like, oh, well, well, this is gonna be compet. This is gonna be a lot more competitive, because I don't know why I really didn't think Matt Ryan was gonna play the rest of the season. I re- I really didn't. I, I didn't either. When, when when Jeff Saturday got hired, I was like, okay, you know, he's gonna be not a puppet, cause that, that you know that's kind of a negative term. But I thought that is what he's gonna be for Ursa. You know, he's Ursa's kind of wild and crazy. And then it's like, oh. Matt Ryan's warming up and he's starting and I'm like, oh no. Um, bottom line is, um, for after like the very first three drives and we were flat, the announcers, um, even announcers said, uh, you know, the energy looked off and on the sidelines players were arguing and the energy just didn't look right. You know, we had a chance to win this game. Um, we are injured, but everyone's injured this time of year. Our defense is pretty banged up. Our defense is bad, though. It's always been bad. 
Um, our offense is banged up. We, you know, Renfro, Waller, Hurt, that's big. Uh, Jacobs had a good game. Devontae had a good game. Um, we had a, it should, it should have been a fumble recovery. We had him fumble the ball, and the dude, you just you need to jump on the ball right away. He tried to pick it up and then jump on it, and it bounced out, and the Colts recovered it. And I just, it, you knew from there it was going to be one of those type of games. I didn't, I didn't like the, the fourth down play calling where you just chuck it up to Adams to give him a one-on-one ball. I get he's your best player. Um, he had Gilmore on him. I think it was Gilmore. I think he plays for the Colts now. Or, uh, yeah, I think I have that right. I think yeah, Gilmore plays Gilmore. for the Colts. Yeah, it was Gilmore. I know he's older, but, you know, he still used to be one of the best corners in the league. You know the ball's going to Devontae. I just, you know, you're supposed to be an offensive guru. Draw up a... Don't, I don't need it too cute, but draw up a play that's not just throw it up and give him a one-on-one shot. We didn't even need to, we didn't need to go to the end zone. We we had a chance to get a first down. Draw something up, something you know that's not just uh, just chuck it up. I didn't like it. It wasn't a great ball that Carr threw anyway. Um, after and then after after the game, you know, Carr Carr got super emotional during his press conference and. I don't I really don't know what to think. The you know, Mark Davis has come out and said that he you know, he, he likes what Josh is doing, he thinks Josh is doing a fantastic job. You know, I get you wanna support your coach, but don't fucking lie to us. Like right like we know it's not true. You know, if you wanna come out and say, you know, expectations aren't what it what it has been, you know, I still have full support in Josh, you know. Fine, give us that spiel, but don't fucking sit there and tell us he's doing a good job. Because this is disappointing. And then Carr just sounded so heartbroken. And it sounded like that, like, you know, it sounded like he was talking about someone specific or a certain group of people or, you know, that wasn't, that weren't bought in, it almost seemed like. And then a report came out, I think, yesterday that a lot of the internal issues are players not buying in. It's, it's, trouble within the locker room within the players not the coaching staff and that makes me wonder you know I don't even know what to think if we're going to be honest (laughs) I think I don't like we've seen Josh McDaniel's track record it's not good I do not believe he's a good coach but I want to believe in the guys that play for the team like Carr who's been there and you know and even Adams has said he likes um Josh and isn't supported Josh so it's like do I trust the guys that I like or do I trust what my eyes eyes tell me and my eyes tell me he's not a good he's not a good head coach That's, and, and there's no evidence to show me he is um it was, it was a really bad display I don't know I don't know if we're tanking I don't know what our plan this offseason is gonna be I don't know what we should even do from here um if you do decide to move on from Carr, I think there obviously would be a market for him. And do you go out and get a young quarterback? Um, or, you know, do you just tank and then use use the, you know, the low picks and stuff we have to go get a defense? I just, 
I don't know what's going to happen. It seems like Josh McDaniels is there to stay for, you know, at least to the end of the season and on to next season. I just, um, I've, I just, as a Raider fan, I've never had this much expectation and this low of results. Like, I've never bought in so hard to the Raiders being a good team and being in the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, it sucks. I don't know. I just, that's what I got to say about the game. Um, our defense is god-awful. Our play calling just doesn't seem seem right. But, yeah, that's what I got to say about the Raiders and Colts game. Now you truly know what it's like to be a Husker fan. Um, yeah, I guess, dude. I just. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Wow. Um, they just. I don't know, they just don't look good. Uh, I tend to agree with you. I think Jonathan Downs isn't a head coach. Hell of a coordinator. I just don't think he can be a head coach. Um, Let's trade him to the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, maybe there's some rift in the locker room because they didn't keep uh, Saatchi. I don't know. Um, I think we trade Waller in the offseason too, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I can see that happening. Um I still think, you think. Would you give up a first for for Waller? Uh, before the season, probably not now. Now he can't stay in the fucking field. Okay, but what if what if you had some sort of like? Because my dad had this theory, and I was like, ah, you're full of shit. And now it might be true, but my dad my dad thinks that their plan was to trade Waller. Like we gave him the contract. So we could trade him to a team that would feel, you know, okay with having him for three years. Like maybe like shipping him off to like a contender or something. Like the Bills. If the Bills wanted to give a first round, like let's just say like a first and like a third rounder for Waller. You think that'd be good for the Bills? If you were the Bills, do you take that? I don't know. I mean... You they don't really I mean? use just, it. They just, don't really use the tight end. I mean, they have Dawson Knox. So I think is a pretty good tight end, and they just don't do use him. Good t- but but you but Waller's almost more like a really like you know you could. But that's the thing that because I don't think Knox is that good of a tight end, especially he's not like a Waller. A Waller's almost like a like a receiver too. You can line him out there like that. You don't. That's what I'm saying. Just I'm using the Bills as an example, but just like a contender like that who who maybe wants an extra weapon. Because the Packers tried to call and trade for Waller at the deadline. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it'd be the... I don't know. I'm trying to think. A lot of contenders already have their tight ends. That would be a difficulty. I don't know. I think the injury history, and especially this season... May have hurt oh, his agree. chances of a first. Um, I still think he's a really good tight end when he's like, play. No, I agree. I just think I just think teams teams are teams like to overpay when when chasing for like a title and stuff. Yeah, somebody may you know give him a first. Um, I even take a second. Give me a give us a second and like a fourth, a second and a third. Yeah, I'd like to know what the Packers offered. A second, I think. Hmm. I probably would have taken that, but... Oh, you would have taken just a second? I don't know. It's hard to tell, just because 
because he can't get on the field. That always worries me. Um, well, my dad also thinks he's just they're they're just purposely holding him out because they're tr- they want to trade him and they don't want him getting hurt. But that's what my dad thinks. I don't necessarily believe that. I think he is. I think it is a hamstring injury like like Keenan Allen has. Like if it's not a hundred percent, like it's not gonna heal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a. I like Waller. Uh, I like to see him get back on the field and playing. Um, but I agree. I would not be surprised if they get rid of him this off season. Um, I think it it might be an off season when they they just completely rebuild. Clean house. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about that too. It might just be Derek Carr and Dwight Adams left on the team, and Max Crosby. Crosby. Yeah, Max Crosby still yeah. stay. But. Like if they trade Crosby, dude. Honestly, they trade Crosby, dude. My heart would be so broken. I'd be, so, I'd be so mad. I'd be way more mad than the year we traded Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack. That was one year. We traded both those dudes the same year. Oh man, if we were to trade like Crosby this off season. Oh man, I'd go nuclear. Yeah, I yeah, I can't imagine them trading him. I, he's the only, <laughs> he's like the only consistent bright side on that team. <laughs> Other uh, than all shakeups this yeah. season. So, um, it's yeah, kind of talk about let's, let's talk about your game because I have I have a lot of questions just as as someone who watched the game and someone who just who just wanted to know the emotions going through. I want to say to start off before you say, um, as as a football fan, okay, as a as a football fan, that that penalty at the end that um, pretty much was the end of the game on Heineke, the roughing the passer mm-hmm. or unnecessary roughness. As a football fan, I want to let you know that is a dumb call. The only people who are happy about that call. And anyone who is happy about that call is if that was your team, okay? If that happened to your team, that is the only reason you're cheering or wanting that flag. Or if you're like an ultra snowflake about player safety. Now, that being said, by the rule book, it was a penalty. 100% it was a penalty, but it wasn't on purpose. He tried to stop. And I don't think you I think you almost have to officiate it like if it was like the NBA playoffs. And I know that sounds dumb, but in a situation like that, are you really going to like I you got you gotta almost keep the flag in your pocket, but because of of how it is nowadays with player safety, you almost could make the argument that like the ref had to throw the flag. That, but that being said, as a true football fan, I hated to see it because I wanted, you know, you hate to see a game end like that. Side so little note, I'm glad it happened because it was the only reason I won fantasy football also. All right, I'll hand it off to you. Um, Yeah. I mean, it was... I mean, Brandon Graham's a veteran. He... He comes around that corner. Heineke gave himself up weird, uh, but the it's dude's on the ground. Weird. There's another eagle there on him. You just got you can't, you just can't do it. I mean, he's got to. I don't know. He's got to be. I don't know if "smart" is the right word, 
but he did try to pull up. You can see him as he's diving, trying to stay off of Heineke. Heineke sold it. Um, <laughs> he sold it big time. Um, but yeah, it just it was very frustrating. Uh, I knew we were going to slip up. I knew we weren't going to go undefeated. I didn't think it would be the Heineke-led commanders that we'd slip up to. Um, but when you fucking turn the ball over three damn times, um, you know, it's kind of what you what do you expect. Um, if somebody on Twitter tweeted in the middle of Los Angeles, it was like on Madden when the game just like, you're going to lose this game regardless of what happens. That's pretty much what happened. Um, it's like no matter what the Eagles did, something fucked and went wrong. You know, they hit the they hit the big play to to Quez Watkins who falls, gets up and then fumbles it. Um and then the Goddard face mask gets fumbled, gets hurt. This play personally pissed me off so much because not only did Goddard fumble it and Washington recover it, which essentially led to Washington sealing it. Goddard gets hurt and is now on IR for four weeks. So it hurts the Eagles. It hurts my fantasy team. And I lose by less than two points. Goddard's fumble was two points. So on this one <laughs> play, the Eagles likely lost. I lost fantasy. And we both lose Ertz or Goddard for four weeks at least. <laughs> on top of that, you lost your other tight end, Ertz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, earlier in the week, I lost earlier, earlier Sunday, I lost Ertz too. Um, all because of ref that was fucking staring at the play, didn't call a face mask. Um, yeah, this game was, I didn't get a, I had a, a race, so I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I just got to watch the second half. Um, but yeah, it was just frustrating. You know, the, the commanders ran the ball a bunch. I think I saw they had 40 some rushes. Uh, yeah, they had 49, it looks like, if you include Heineke's. Um, so they control the play. They had 51 plays in the first half, uh, to the Eagles, like 16, I might've been 31 plays. It was 31 or 51 to 16. I know it's a big margin, but it's something like that. Uh, they had the ball majority of the game. I think the final was 81 commanders, 47 Eagles on plays. You know, they just kept the hold of the ball. And then when the Eagles were on offense, they either couldn't do anything or they gave the ball away. Uh, this is their first time that we were in the negative on differential, I believe, all season. Um, stupid mistakes. You know, Goddard's fumble. You, yeah, he needs to hold on to it at the same time. You know, he's getting fucking his head ripped off and he gets hit from both sides. So, not necessarily all on him. Quez's was a little bit worse. Um, I get you're making a play, but... I mean, you got to secure that ball. You know, that that would have given the Eagles the lead, I think, right there. And then it would have been over. Uh, but I knew we were going to slip up. Um, I really wish it wasn't this game uh, for multiple reasons. But uh, weirdly, the most the more frustrating part about this whole thing, well, just because I was expecting us to, you know, to lose one. Um was that everybody's now going to ride Heineke. So oh, it's all Heineke, Heineke. And, uh, um, 
I don't think I like MD. I'm a big Heineke fan. If Carson Wentz was not on that team, I'd be 100% behind Heineke. But, um, you know, everybody's saying, oh, Heineke is the reason they're winning and all this shit. They completely changed their game plan. With the Wentz, they have Wentz throwing the ball 40 plus times. Uh, they have Heineke throw the ball 29 this week, or against the Eagles here. They have a bad pass offense of line, bad pass pro. Um, so with Wentz, they fucking don't run the ball. They expect him to do everything in the air. Uh, and he's just getting teed off on by the D line with Heineke. They completely change it. They run the ball for 49 freaking times and then just make him so he doesn't lose the game for them. So of course it makes Heineke look better. Um, so that part was frustrating just as being a Wentz fan, uh, but it's sort of fitting that, um, you know, the Eagles potentially end Carson Wentz's season, if not his starting career. Um, but yeah, you know, it was a frustrating game. It was upsetting for multiple reasons. One, because, you know, the Eagles lost. It caused my fantasy team to lose. But on the other side, there's a little bit of stress relief. Uh, relief, Knowing the Eagles don't have that undefeated mark anymore. Uh, they know what it's like to lose now. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully they just build them stronger a little bit. Uh, you know, let them just go out and ball. Not as much the pressure to stay undefeated. Uh, we got the Colts this weekend, which should be, I would say easy, but you know, I don't want to say that, but it should be an easier game. And then we have the Packers who are, who are getting potentially on a run here. So we still have some tough games coming up. Um, thankfully the Cowboys lost. So we get, you know, so have a, I think a one point, we have a one game advantage over the, um, Giants and two over the the Cowboys with a win over the Cowboys. So I still think we control the division. We still technically control the NFC. We're tied with the Vikings, uh, but a head-to-head win. Eagles have the tiebreaker there. So hopefully they can rebound and keep going forward. Uh, but it was a very frustrating game. I don't think Jalen played bad. Um, this offense really couldn't get anything going. Commanders came with a good game plan. They controlled the ball. They didn't let the offense do much. Uh, and it worked. Now, sadly, go with Goddard. You now we have Jack Stoll and Kakatera. So hopefully those two can kind of step in. Uh, hopefully, for sure, Stoll, uh, Husker guy, kind of hoping he does good. Uh, but, yeah, let's just see how they're doing against Coles. Hope they rebound here. Um, yeah, made the MC East even better. You know, commanders, not everybody's over 500 or 500 or better. Uh, the NFC East and AFC East are both probably the two best divisions right now, um, which is pretty crazy. Uh, looks like we have lost Jake. Uh, he has some computer issues. So I will be finishing this podcast, talking about the Thursday night game real quick and wrapping this up. Uh, Thursday night, we have the Titans Packers. Um, this game should be interesting. I don't think the Packers have a good rush defense. I think the rush defense is fairly, fairly bad. Um, and the Titans obviously have an extremely good run offense with Derrick Henry. They don't pass the ball well. I don't know. I don't know if they've made a decision on Tannehill. Let me see if this says. This doesn't say yet um, if Tannehill's out or not. Uh, if Malik Willis is starting. I 
I think the Packers might win this one just because they can't pass. I mean, Malik doesn't throw the ball. He doesn't throw to his wideouts. I don't think they trust Malik to pass. Um, so Titans, all the guys have a run game. Granted, the Packers' rush defense isn't good. But, um, you know, they kind of make them one-dimensional. Titans are one-dimensional. They can't, they can't throw the ball. Uh, so, I, you know, I, it could be a close game. Probably be a close game. Probably just be, you know, a low-scoring close game with Titans. Kind of, kind of like the Commanders game. Um, just a little bit lower scoring. I don't think the offense are as powerful. Uh, we'll see if the the Packers keep it going. You know, we'll see what Watson looks like. Um, if Rodgers has any more magic in him or not. If that ayahuasca, you know, kind of leads them to to run here. They got a long way to go. They're not winning the division at this point, um, but they can still make the playoffs. But they they got to win these games. So, so it'll be interesting. I think the Titans going to win though. I even I don't know. It's tough with Malik in there. Um. But I think that, that run offense is so good. I think Derek will just kind of manhandle the Packers and um, control this game. But the Packers have a good rush defense, too. Uh, so I think it's just going to be a ground game. Ground game battle. I think the Titans are better. Probably better than anybody in the league at running the ball. So I think the Titans squeak this one out. But it'll be a close one. Oh, yeah. That pretty much wraps up this episode. Um Hopefully get another pot out the rest the end of this week. See if Jake can get his computer f- issues fixed. If not, it might just be a Tim and I pod. Um, if he can't, if he's not, not feeling well, can't do it. Maybe a me. Maybe I can get Jesse on. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, that pretty much wraps up this episode. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, I'll talk to you guys next time.